Welcome to Not Playing Star Wars Edition. I'm Lex Friedman. I'm Dan Morin. This is a show where historically, uh, Dan and I have watched movies that most people have seen, but that one or both of us have not. Uh, I believe the origin of this uh, podcast series was initially uh, from our dear friends at the Incomparable the flagship show of the Incomparable Network, making frequent reference to uh, the many movies that I, Lex, haven't seen. Um, none more uh, offensive <laughs> to the many Incomparable panelists than the fact that I have many holes in my Star Wars canon uh, experience. I have seen some Star Wars movies and some percentage of them. In fact, breaking with history on this show, I have seen all of tonight's film prior, one time, in the theater. I feel a little bad that we are violating the central conceit but it's in the service of better things to come later right i can't see episode two if i haven't seen episode one that's all i'm saying i feel that you gotta watch them you don't start reading chapter two of a book right no that's that's crazy sauce now i will say i'm i I do i am under some duress and i know our dear mutual friend james thompson would back me up because i dan and i agreed i would watch all the star wars movies with dan um but i assumed that I would start with episode four, and I got word from Dan earlier today. No, no, no. We are st- we are going film chron- we are going film storyline chronologically, and thus starting with episode one. Although I guess that becomes less true because isn't isn't some of the more recent ones aren't they prequels? Sort of. We'll get there. <laughs> okay. You got a now, long road ahead of you, Lex. Like I said, I have seen this one. I have seen episode one. I don't know what it's called. Uh, uh, the Phantom Menace. Is That's that right? correct? Yes. I have seen it once in the theater. I know all about uh, Jar Jar Binks. Okay. Um, I know about the race. I know that it's the kid. I forget what other stuff he's in, but the kid who's like Anakin, who's going to grow up to be Darth Vader. Um, and I really realized this afternoon, I know the entire plot of this because movie. Because there's a Weird Al song about it, isn't it? Because there's a Weird Al Yankovic song about it. I know that's a long time ago, a long, long time ago, in a galaxy far away, Naboo was under an attack. And uh, I, I had a look up tonight, and this is true. I did look up from whose perspective is the saga begins by Weird Al Yankovic's son. I believe it's and I learned that o- it's, Obi- it's Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's 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 yeah. all dressed up like him. It weirded me out when I saw yes. the music video because I was like, "That's what Weird Al Yankovic looks like with with no mustache and his hair like under a wig." Yes, yeah, that freaked me out when um, I was however old, nineteen or twenty, when that came out. Yes. Uh, I thought me and Qui Gon Jinn could maybe talk. Okay, we don't have to do the whole song. We also probably yeah, get in just, trouble. Was, right. Well, I'm just trying to think. Like, it's uh, remarkably I accurate. That though, song. I will tell you that that song is not yes. like a. As with so many of so much of Weird Al's work, he does not like. He gets the little details right. <laughs> and do you know that that song was written before the movie came out, based entirely on internet spoilers? I can totally believe it. And before the album was released, he went to see like a celebrity screening, like the first screening of the film, to make sure that the facts he had recorded, the plotline he had recorded, was accurate. He's a stickler for those sorts of things. Well, it'd be pretty embarrassing to have a song and have it be wrong. But I, uh, I, <laughs> I will fully admit, I only know the plotline from that song. I did see the film once. I know there's a lot of hate for Jar Jar. I actually, as we're recording this, I just recently listened to an episode of the podcast, I Was There Too, where the actor who played Jar Jar Binks uh, talked best, about that yeah. experience. Yes. And uh, that, was, uh, that was a fascinating interview, actually. So, you so actually, you that you're actually going to this one pretty, pretty well-grounded, I feel like. 
Yes and no. Yes, in that I am familiar with this particular film to a degree. Again, I've seen it only once, and it was like the week or two it came out. Um, but I really, when I thought that we were going to start with episode four, I was thinking about how I have no idea what the story <laughs> is. I know, I know the highlights of the Star Wars. I, I know, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen these yet, I know that uh, Darth Vader is Luke's father. Okay. I know that uh, Luke and Princess Leia turn out to be siblings, even though at first they flirt with each other. And I know okay. Han Solo and Chewbacca are really Part- good friends. Partners. Partners. And That's a preferred nomenclature. Uh, but I was realizing I really don't know the storyline much at all, and I think that eighty-three percent of what I know about Star Wars is from Spaceballs. So, <laughs> which, which you know, let's be clear, also came out in what year? Nineteen? Oh God, nineteen ninety? I, I don't know. I, I was gonna say, like, at what point they had finished three movies? At that point, it does not cover anything beyond those three movies. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but like, I boy, I really don't know much. Uh, Spaceballs was eighty seven, nineteen eighty seven. Okay, yeah. So several we years after. <laughs> but I, I, I guess I will say this: I am, I, I don't think I'm losing any of my identity to now uh, through the course of this mini series see all of the Star Wars films, or at least all the ones that have been released. Um. I don't feel like I'm losing any part of who I am. I will say, in general, I guess I would even say I'm I'm excited or pleased to be at long last putting this behind me. My lack of Star Wars exposure. I am super bummed that we're starting with this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's here's a question for me before we go into the show. Do you think when we come out on the other side of this, and now this is an interesting timing for you in that we're doing this uh, in we're, we are recording this. I'm not sure when this will air, but we are recording this in late April. Um, we will be watching 2017 in 2017. We will be, that's important to specify that because we've definitely had some gaps before With this show. You never know. <laughs> uh, we at current, as we are recording this, there are, we are planning to watch eight movies mm-hmm. now at the end of this year, <laughs> episode eight, the last Jedi comes out. And depending on where these episodes get released, we may have to return so that we can discuss that one. Wait, episode eight is the ninth movie? Oh, because the, the newer Rogue, one, Rogue one is, is out. in the mix okay. too, which which I'm including in this. I'm going to Will there be this. a Rogue Two? <laughs> um, we'll get there. <laughs> Will there be five Awakens? Sorry. Okay. Um, the uh, did well, I finish? So, did I get to my question? I didn't know if I got you were to my question. To a question. Yeah, I was leading to my question. It. My question is: Do you think by the end of this that you will be a fan? I will say this. Uh, my genuine answer is I don't know. I'm certainly going in open-minded. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to make myself any friends on the show. <laughs> I have long expressed my lack of... Like, I'm not a Harry Potter fan. I, and know, I know that I Harry know, Potter, Star Wars, not the same thing. Um, for me, the issue I have with Harry Potter, which I've expressed in other venues, is... To me, there's very little drama when the storyline is, oh my gosh, we are in, you know, the unsolvable problem dire straits. Oh wait, I know, I'll cast the spell that reverses unsolvable problem dire straits situation. Like, there's no drama to me when magic can solve all of my problems. That's my problem with, like, fantasy as a genre in general. I like sci-fi. Um... So I think I have a better chance here, but there is some element of the fantastical that I would say I'm a little bit nervous about. But mm-hmm, I'm—I mm-hmm. I have nothing against Star Wars. It just never did. Like again, I've—I've <laughs> I've seen, I think all of Episode Four, and I have seen all of Episode One, and I have seen some of Episode Six, but not all. Okay. Um, 
and I it just I didn't like it. And I, I'm not one of those people who's like, well, it's popular, so I'm going to choose not to see it. Wasn't it? Just it just didn't do it's it for me when I saw jam. it as a kid. But I'm open to it becoming my jam, and okay. I can think of no better way to start than with the Phantom Menace because I know people love that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, look at the uh, the upside is that it's all uphill from here, at least after two more movies. <laughs> um, now, what you, when these episodes are released and people realize what you have done to me, do you expect any controversy that we're not going uh, machete, machete or original order. release? Okay, I I understand the impulse behind machete order, um, the idea of which is to sort of minimize the badness. Um, but here's my counter argument to machete order, which is despite the arguments of other people, episodes one, two, and three are all pretty awful. <laughs> there are people who will try to minimize that and tell you this one. No, this one's actually pretty good. They're lying to you. <laughs> they are, they are wrong. They're mistaken. These are all pretty bad. But once you have slogged through these first episode, three episodes and been like, you know what? I'm not sure I ever want to watch Star Wars again. Then you get blessed by the goodness that is the next. Actually, there's like five. There's like five good movies now. So like the good movies outweigh the bad movies, which is nice. That's good. But now, you gotta couple, you gotta put in some time. Is all I'm saying. A couple other notes I want to just share. One thing that I know I had against the original Star Wars was it looked to me in the I don't know any of the terminology. <laughs> well, we got we got various make it up. Um, it's great fighter spaceships zooming around. Yep, Maybe sure. around the Death Star. I don't know. And it looked to me like they were constantly going to be crashing into the walls. Like I didn't understand how they were fitting through whatever narrow gaps they're going through. And I, I t- all that to say, I have a hard time actually visually processing. I guess, for lack of a better term, what's going on in some of these space flying mm-hmm. slash fighting mm-hmm. scenes. Like I don't really know what's going on. Yeah, um, that's gonna that be might, that that's is, gonna be a challenge. <laughs> Yes. I have the same problem, like, if I'm watching just fight scenes, like, I can't really tell. If it's any of the ones with the rapid cuts, and the, like, I have no idea who's yeah, winning. Sure. I just wait until the end of the scene, and, like, whoever's dead is the one who died. Um, I think it's an acquired... I'm a very skilled movie that's, watcher. That's, that's your tautology skill. Yeah. Uh, I think it's an acquired taste, for sure. I think that's part of it, is that it's it's definitely takes some time before you sort of learn the visual language, as it were. So, I, I, you may not get it right away. You might not even get it by the end of this. But, like, especially because you haven't been watching these types of movies, I feel like, all your life. So True. I mean, I, now, you watch other more, action, you watch other action right, I've, adventure I've seen other movies. sci-fi and other action, for okay, sure. For right. So, what, um, you want me to say what's wrong with you? Okay, what's wrong with you? <laughs> please. I am, uh, I, by the way, I have turned off. Uh, Night Shift, which was on on my computer. Good calls. <laughs> and uh, what version are we watching? Is this original? Is this extra crispy? Is this <laughs> new stuff added in? Or did this never get edited because it came out this, later? This, oh man, now I'm going to, uh, am I going to biff on this? No, I, I don't believe this one has ever been edited. The prequels, I think, at the moment are still the same as when they aired in the theaters. When we get to episode four, we'll talk about the... Which version? <laughs> yeah, which that. version we're watching and all that. But right well, now, let's not worry about it. I uh, I think that the thing I'm most excited about, besides just experiencing the movie with you, the thing that I'm most excited about is since I do know the Weird Al song, I know some of the plot, and maybe I'll follow a little bit better because I will fully admit that the first time I saw it, I knew nothing about what was going on other than hey, that guy with the really long ears looks funny, and this is a pretty fun pod race is that what they are pods sure I don't know. we'll say that we'll say that pod racing yeah this is pod which is racing. basically what we're doing <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah this uh yeah this predates pod casting is pod mm-hmm. racing if we had a podcast yeah. about pod races then we then could we- call it a pod 
podcast. A pod racecast. Oh, that's just racecast. Oh, gonna take that out. Uh, <laughs> um, so. Uh, not counting the Al Yankovic song or even my first time seeing it, I believe this is where we're going to meet young Anakin. I mean, I know we're going to meet young Anakin Skywalker, I guess must be his last name since Luke Skywalker is his son. I don't know. <laughs> and, um, but I don't know that yet officially. Um, and he's going to be decent and maybe we're going to see the start of why he wants to turn evil. I don't know. I, I if I recall correctly, Yoda's like, no, this dude, I don't want to have him learn about being a Jedi because something's bad with his kids. So I think Yoda's mean to little kids. Um, Fair. Although I guess he was right. He, he called it. <laughs> Can't take that <laughs> away from him. Uh, there's that. Um, and he's going to fall in love with uh, Natalie Portman and who could blame him. Yeah, and, no, I'm with you uh, on that one. That's about all I got. <laughs> okay. I have no idea who George Arbing, I know what George Irving looks like. I'm pretty sure he's friendly with Anakin, uh, which I guess maybe also makes him evil, but I really don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, there's a lot. There's a lot. For I you don't to think that Jar Jar is actually evil. I think that was like a humorous evil, since everybody hates him. There is. Guy. There is, in fact, uh, a large. Uh, there was a conspiracy theory that uh, Jar Jar Binks was the bad guy in the new movies. <laughs> it's not true, mm-hmm, <laughs> but mm-hmm. the Darth Jar Jar is a sort of a meme. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, there's some evil happening. Mm. But that's ma- actually the Star Wars tagline, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> there's some evil happening this fall in theaters near you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh phantom menace is from 1999 yep that's right and um, directed by george lucas who created star wars of course uh, oh is that true it is directed by him this is the first three are all directed and largely written by him and we'll explore why that's a problem <laughs> okay well I'm, I'm i'm fired up is there anything else you want to test me on or ask me about before we start uh do you know any of the rest of the cast of this movie there um, are some notable people yeah. in it uh, is is like is is Ewan McGregor Obi Wan yep, Kenobi? Yeah, yep. Ewan McGregor okay. is Obi Wan Kenobi. Hayden Planetarium. Hayden <laughs> Christian. The Hayden Christian Planetarium is plays uh, is not in this movie. Oh, he's not in this he's one. Not okay. In this Natalie Portman. We got Natalie Portman. Um, we got. I know in some of the oh god, this is one that has the giant galactic senate situation thing. Like God, I hated all of that. If memory <laughs> serves, well, I think you can catch a glimpse three. of ET at some point. Uh, but he doesn't have any speaking lines. Or he, 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 people from ET's planet, <laughs> members of ET's home planet, I believe, make an appearance. Um, other cast members, I don't think I know any. All right, there's hand. one other major one that you don't have here, but I'm, I'm guessing you might know, but just have forgotten they're in this movie. But that's fine. We will. Oh, and Natalie Portman doesn't like isn't who you think she is. You're saying like Queen Amidala. There's like a fake Queen Amidala. I remember that now okay. too. All right. Well, you're you're pretty well <laughs> equipped. It's gonna go great. Uh huh. <laughs> I, I this is the first time I can remember doing one of these uh, where I feel nervous, like because I feel like there's a lot expected of me, and I I just hope I'm up to this Sisyphean task. I hope you are too. Otherwise, what the hell have we gotten ourselves into? Uh, okay, and so are, are we going to be releasing both a commentary track and just the the beginning and end track? We are going to be releasing both a commentary track as well as just the capsule episode. For the commentary track, if you're an incomparable member already, you're all set. It should be in the members bonus feed. If you're not a member, you can sign up at theincomparable.com slash members, and you'll get access not only to our commentary tracks for this season of Not Playing, but also a bunch of other great bonus content from all the other shows on the network. Just make sure that when you sign up, you allocate a little bit of money our way. And if you're already an incomparable member, you can actually change your allocations so that a little bit of money comes our way too. Uh, thanks in advance for supporting Not Playing. 
Lex, you made it through! One movie! Uh-huh. The first movie! So, we've concluded our viewing of the 1999 masterpiece, The Phantom Menace. <laughs> Why did Star Wars fans hate it? Why did Star Wars fans hate it? I think that the feeling from a lot of people, I would include myself in this, is that, I mean, for all the reasons that we were making fun of it, the, the, the acting is wooden, the writing is bad. Um, it's a, in places, it's a very good looking movie, especially at the time. Like, yes, for sure. Um, and I will stand by the music. John Williams score for that is actually pretty good on its own. And if, you know, I prefer Jonathan (laughs) and there are people who argue as I do that if they had just taken all the dialogue out and had it been like a silent movie with music, it might've been improved. Um, there are a lot of problematic stuff. We identified the, uh, the terrible accents that they give. So many of the aliens are, are awful. The yeah. Gungans as a people are just, and I think it's 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 not just cringy. Right. There's so from my perspective, uh, the problem isn't merely that the characters are like not even vaguely racist, but kind of explicitly racist a lot of the time. Like, and the acting, I agree. Wouldn't it be nice? No, not nice. The acting, acting very wooden, and the the dialogue like very lacking, but all in service of a plot that outside of a couple like set pieces style scenes is very kind of Con- trudging convoluted and <laughs> yes not exciting like if i were watching it without you i would have understood far less like i needed you to explain things to me because i did not i could not tell what was happening no and believe me like I, I watched this movie a couple times before i really like got any of it right like in terms of just like you know i could sort of from moment to moment be like okay that's what happened in this scene but like definitely i remember getting out of the movie and talking to my friends like wait wait what what happened in that part? Like, what were they doing? Um, Job of the Hut himself. That's just dumb. <laughs> and I I think there's a lot of feelings that it it trudged on some of you know obviously what people felt very positive about in the later in in the movies that I, that they'd seen as kids or whatever. Um, and it felt it feels very childish at points too, right? And like you can make entertainment for children that is sophisticated enough for adults this does not succeed on that count right like you watch a pixar movie and like there's stuff in there for kids and adults and this feels like it it not only does it not have anything for the adult side but it like it's it's actively plays very dumb for the kids right like it talks down to them almost or like it doesn't it doesn't treat treat them with respect and i think that's very frustrating too um I will say, and and maybe this is something to talk about a little bit after our next episode, but um, there is the uh, recent years, there was the Clone Wars animated series, which actually takes place between episodes two and three. And it's actually quite good. And they've done a nice job in there. Like some of the characters make more sense. The writing is much better. Um, and it does not spend as much time. Like it deals with fairly sophisticated stuff. Um, especially in some of the later arcs, uh, that it gets kind of darker and grittier, and it actually is surprisingly like you keep rewatching. You're like, this is a kids show, um, and I think that has helped, you know, improve like retroactively looking back and like being able to attribute some of the stuff I took away from that to the earlier movies. Like it colors it in a more positive light, but yeah, standing on its own, this is not a good movie. And I'm trying to understand. 
I'm trying to understand, um, like, for whom the movie is made. Like, I think they're expecting you to have seen episode four, right? They're expecting you to have seen episode four, five, and six, right? They're not expecting this to actually be your first Star Wars movie, I feel like, the way it's made. Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, like, definitely when it came out, obviously, four, five, and six had been around for a long time. And so the question was, like, a lot of us at the time discussing, like, well, you know, when you're introducing someone to Star Wars, would you start with one or would you start with four? And you're right. There's a lot of stuff in here that kind of is like, is winking, right? At stuff that you know from the movies that came out earlier. And so I guess, again, my question is, if this is intended like, you know, hey, start your kids with this one and like, maybe they won't pick up on those things or maybe they'll subconsciously pick up on it. And like, I have no idea though. Like, I don't really know like if you sat a kid down and made them watch that, would they catch, for example, the that little bit at the end that you were talking about where the camera pans over to Palpatine and like right. it's like, oh, we're look still looking for a Sith Lord. Like maybe that would go over their heads. I don't know. Or maybe they just pick up on it subconsciously. Uh it's hard to say. So I, I agree that it seems like very hat tippy to the original trilogy, but I guess I mean, we're starting you here because I feel like it's definitely worse to watch good movies than watch a bunch of crappy movies. Uh, yeah. Um, Uphill trend. But I, like, it, I guess my overall complaint would be it felt a little bit like, it, it certainly felt long, and it felt like a, a bit of a chore to slog through because I don't, I, I don't like feeling dumb, and I needed you to explain to me what was happening like multiple times. Yeah. And that makes me feel dumb. No, I agree. Now, yeah. It wasn't as awful as I feared, though. Like, I thought it was going to be even worse. But there are scenes that are, like, the, I guess the problem is even the good scenes, they find ways to screw up. Like, the pod race is cool, but man, that really, de- I remembered it going long, and it felt even longer yeah. this time yeah. Watching. yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I think there's a lot of, there are a lot of scenes where we're supposed to marvel at the special effects going on, and yeah. the story really kind of goes into, like, hold when that happens you know and like some shots that are long and lingering because clearly they were like a lot of it was i think just because the spectacle of it you know in that day and age especially when cgi was just becoming a thing where you could do like fully cgi characters right and like so they were doing things where they're like let's just you know hold on this scene so that we can show off all the stuff the cool stuff we can do and i think now that cgi uh, you know has become something that is basically just a fact of movie making there's less awe around it and it's used more for not just like hey let's hold and look at this shot that is beautiful for so long and it's used right. more in service of things that's a really excellent point and it's you know they say a lot of times especially in a non-sci-fi movie right that the best cgi like you know like and a lot of times the best direction or the best lighting or the best sound design you're not supposed to notice right? right if sound design if foley work is really good you don't even notice that's there um and here it's very much notice our effects right. and that's going to be true in, in sci-fi movies like i was saying but uh, you're right that it's like marvel at this right, versus right. let's tell a great and, story and, and let's do great things it's made that much worse by the fact that 18 years later a lot of those things haven't held up very well so you know it's even worse when it's like marvel at this thing that looks kind of crappy by today's standards <laughs> so that's a that's a tough road to hoe there yeah um man oh man uh and and doesn't uh young jake go on to live a troubled life of some sort he does unfortunately uh i don't think he really does anything i know he's in you think he's got a bad (laughs) 
he's in a few other movies here and there, I believe, but uh, he has not really done anything, I think, since then that is even remotely. Yeah, if you go look at his filmography on IMDb, it taps out around 2002 with like him voicing Anakin in, in like video games. And that's about yeah. it. Um, and I know that he's, he's had... He's been arrested a couple of times. Yeah, I think he's had... I think he... I think this this film certainly didn't seem to do him any favors. Uh, you know, hard to say whether, you know, this was <laughs> a contributing factor or not. But um, yeah, he's... I mean, and he's also, you know, no no offense to him, but this, this certainly doesn't show off his acting talents to any great uh, effect, if, that's, <laughs> if that is the case. It- you know that's that's what I I know that none of what I'm going to say here is new, but I'm sorry I I came to these movies much later than everybody else, but it's amazing that a movie this you know with a with a pedigree this storied and with as much money as they spent on it, how many like seemingly odd choices they made that you feel like could have been corrected with all the time and money they had available to them. Like you could have cast a more precocious child actor. Yeah, and you could have maybe maybe some like I I don't know if it's I really I don't know the history of these movies really at all, but I don't know if nobody is brave enough to say to George Lucas, hey, a lot of these voices are really ridiculously racist, and maybe yeah. we shouldn't do it this way. I think there's a um, there's a big feeling from a lot of fans that basically at this point there was nobody to say no to George, and that was he just kind of did whatever. They don't he, have to say no to Lucas. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So there was like. You know, <laughs> nobody up there to stand up to him and like give him a second opinion, which, you know, contrasts a lot with the earlier films where he was working under much more significant constraints. He was much less proven as a director. At this point, he's already like filthy rich, right? Like, you know, he's yep. made his his money and there is nobody to question him. And of course, all of us who were who were fans of the original series when this came out were we didn't know any right like we came off the original movies and then like 15 years later these came out and we're like well uh, george lucas is making them so they're going to be great because he made the originals and those were great and i don't think any of us realized that yes he contributed largely to those trilogies but there were there were a lot of other people involved in that and that i think is less the case in episode one in terms of his influence it's it's much right, more pervasive Episode four, five, and six, you're trying either your first movies, you're trying to prove yourself. Right. Yeah. And then episode one, you're like, well, I'm I'm already great. Can't yeah. make a mistake. Yeah. So there's unfortunately there there are a lot of problems with Phantom Menace. And sad as it is to say, uh, many of those problems won't be hugely corrected in the next two movies. Oh man, oh man, oh man. And see, I, I don't I can't are you all gonna be new to me is there dread now in have i no because uh, i feel like this is the post i feel like episode one is supposed to be the least appreciated right so i feel like it at least can't get worse but i could be wrong yeah i i have which the, is your least favorite of the of the episodes one two and three i think it may be two actually uh because, oh, okay. yeah i there are things i don't like about this movie and watching it again I has reminded that, me of all the things i really don't <laughs> like but two Two, two is just so boring through most of it. Like that, it really it makes me sad that they make a movie in which I don't remember a lot of things that happen. Um, because like Hayden Christensen, I remember is supposed to have been like terrible. He's not much better than Jake Lloyd. Let's put it that way. And does he still act, or is he pretty much? He done does too? still act. In fact, he was at the Star Wars celebration that I was at a few weeks ago, um, and he looked to be acting there a lot of time. No. <laughs> um, yeah, I think he is still making stuff, although nothing... I think it's been a while since he made a movie that was a made, like, in any way significant movie. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, 
So then, no, I don't feel any optimism so far. Okay, great. Um, thank you again for this order. Um, I wonder if people will listen to the podcast in this order, or if they will choose. <laughs> well, I'll say this. Um, I'll say this. Like, uh, much like this trilogy follows, you know, the eventual downfall of Anakin Skywalker and his transformation into Darth Vader. I feel like we are starting with like the darkest, grimmest situation. <laughs> And then we'll uh, we'll 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 break we'll break. Th- it's like flying. It's like when you take off the plane and then you break through the clouds and there's sunlight. Right. We'll get now through the clouds smooth, eventually. Yeah. Now, don't uh, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but um, I assume that Episode Four, the original Star Wars movie, was expensive to make. I don't know. Like what for the, its time, for its time, I'm sure it was pretty pricey. Uh, this I remember costing Phantom Menace. I think it was like. Maybe a hundred well, million, I mean, but I don't know. The reason the I ask is because it is shocking to me that he got away with naming Star Wars One Star Wars Episode Four. Like it's I just imagine like if we're spending this money and he's gonna say, Hey, this is this is episode four. Like that that, that would, and it says it right in the beginning of the movie. Well, right? it, like, so here's like the thing. It's, it's not entirely true. It does in later versions, but I believe the first theatrical release um i have to look this up now to say what exactly it says because some of the stuff was changed in later releases like the a new hope subtitle was not in the original release i believe oh i see Um, so the same way that like uh back to the future they later tacked on a to be continued kind of thing yeah so star wars was later retitled star wars episode four a new hope uh i would have to i would have to look up but it's not that long after because then by the time empire strikes back came out it was definitely like it was in subsequent theatrical re-releases that it was changed so it's not like you know it was still pretty early on that he made it and was like oh yeah this is totally the middle and like we had all heard that growing up like you know after the movies came out we're like oh yeah this is just the middle like maybe he'll go back later and make the first three or the later three or whatever and you know that was but like years went by after that point you're like oh it's never gonna happen so the I guess what I would say from this first one, and I, I alluded to this before we watched, there were these, and I think this is part of my problem, like in some of the battle scenes, it seems like I hate, I mean, we, we do have a major character die, right? Uh, Liam Neeson doesn't make it through the film, but you know most of your heroes are going to live. You certainly know the ones who go on to be in the next films are going to live, and if you know Star Wars at all, you know that they do, but there. I, I I just hate the lack of drama in a big battle scene when the bad guys can't hit. And I know, again, this is not a new criticism of any kind of movie fight scenes, but like the fact that they're nearly invincible, surrounded by enemies in numerous fight scenes, I, there's no there's no tension in those scenes to me because you know they're going to survive. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. I, my, uh, my friend always called it when we used to watch TV shows. You'd be like, oh, he can't die. He's in the credits. Um, yeah. And, you know, that that's a problem in a lot of drama yes, of it's not sort, star right? wars specific but i understand but your it's... point about the tension i mean i think yeah. for me i i watch them more as a exercise in like i mean i i think suffering yes <laughs> no i mean i think the duel here is like technically impressive at a lot of points like the stunt work is technically impressive and certainly coming yeah. into this movie having only watched the original trilogy in which their special effects and like stunt work was a little more limited like seeing the point made like when i first started watching like when i came to the the episode one was that like oh this is the first time you see jedi like in their prime fighting as opposed to in the original trilogy you have like obi-wan kenobi who's an old man darth vader who's like half machine and luke who doesn't know what he's doing half the time 
And so this is the first time you get to see like real full blown Jedi fighting. And so I remember. I don't think I knew that Darth Vader was half machine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving okay. you spoilers. Um, That's fine. And you know, just the the like seeing that was. I remember that being kind of you know awe inducing at the time. Was like, oh, they're using this, all this cool like fight stunt work. And I wasn't really as concerned about the tension of worrying. Like, oh, yeah, so Obi-Wan Kenobi lives, obviously, I know that, so much as I was just, like, watching the stunt work. Like, I like the technical aspect of that. But I, I understand your point about it. Um, and, and it's a, you know, obviously, it differs from place to place, depending on the characters you're talking about, like, and the other potential repercussions from fights, right? Like, doesn't always mean somebody's going to die, but something else might happen. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm I'm glad to have seen it again because as we're going to watch the remaining ones, I I certainly needed the refresher, and but I, I as we were progressing through the movie, I was I would try to understand where we were in the plot by again thinking of the Weird Al song, a tool I won't have for most of the remaining films. Yeah, weirdly, he uh, didn't go and write move uh, songs for episodes two mm-hmm. and three. Can't blame him, but. Uh, I, that's when I realized that, oh, uh, Qui-Gon's going to die. Like, basically, Al spoiled a movie that I've already seen that's been out for 20 years. Uh, um, Damn you, like, Al oh, Yankovic. The Jedi I admire most met up with Darth Maul, and now he's toast. I was like, oh, that's what's going to happen. So okay. that was helpful, because it, it, at least I could keep my place that way, so it was good. Yeah, that's what that's what he's there for. Thanks, thanks Al. That's, that's what Al's for. Uh, well, we did it, though. We got through one. Yep, only uh, seven more to go. Well, I can't wait. Thank you, Dan, for introducing me again well, thank you. to The Phantom Menace. Thank you, Boy, Lex. Who is The Phantom Menace? Is it the other Sith? Is that who The Phantom Menace I is? I think that's kind of the implied. I remember the, the title coming out and all of us saying, like, wow, that is a dumb title. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, we just kind of rolled with it at the time. Uh, I mean, if it makes you feel any better, next week, Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. I feel like that one at least is straightforward, even if we'll get there. <laughs> I will listen to the Weird Al parody. I think I'm a clone now. Uh, in, in honor. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. Well, thanks for sitting and being willing to watch it again, Lex. And I look forward to sitting down and watching episode two with you next time. I'll probably be standing. I look forward to standing by. <laughs> Wait, just just to be clear, we were definitively saying Anakin Skywalker, Immaculate Conception. That is unfortunately canon. Okay. I don't like it either. Anakin is Jesus. <laughs> you picked up on that? On that subtle?